welcome to the ninth episode of the Pure Gems podcast. Well, once again, we are here recording, and with me to get today is someone who has been in Japan for the last couple of weeks and will tell us about his trip. Um, with me today is Yannick Spadouche from the Dramatic Dream Dragons. How are you? Hi, uh, Pops. Thank you for having me. It's not like, you know, I asked to be on here. I got forced invited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, actually, like we talk about all these. Do you have a guest? I've seen their shows live. <laughs> At least, you know, I think we only talk about shows that I have seen in person today. So, you know, I have a bit of a different view this time. Yeah, and it will be interesting because, I mean, it's it's rare, especially with the pandemic just ending like like a bit still going that we have people like like on podcasts talking about the experience of japan so it's of course interesting to hear about it and i mean you can tell about really quick at how many shows were you over the past three or four weeks three weeks i think yeah it was 25 days three and a half weeks um i've been to 18 shows from 14 different promotions and I've seen a total of 125, uh, 23 matches. That's a lot, at least life. Like, like your complete trip was built around wrestling and meeting. Oh people, yeah, right? yeah. Like, um, I planned the trip from like the first show, Kobe World, to the last show, being uh, Wrestle Peter Pan. So yeah, it was like a wrestling excursion from day one. <laughs> Yeah, it's understandable. Uh, I wait, um, my, 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 my door, but I forget about it. Um, yeah, I would just say, I mean, do you want to to mention something like like was there anything outside of the promotions we will talk about here that you thought was worth mentioning? Or you had a great time there, DDT, Dragon Gate, whatever. Yeah. So honestly, like, um. The first show, Kobe World, was like a spectacle. I don't know if you have seen the main event, the five-way steel cage match, Mascara contra Mascara. That was wild. But uh, the show afterwards, uh, the Dragon Gate Corican Hall show, was really special to me. Like the the atmosphere in Corican when everybody you know knows the assignment, everybody's noisy. Uh, but the wrestling is great. Corican is just like a special place. And Ho Ho Loon got me tickets in the front row of the the orange seat, so I was real near to the action too. Um, yeah. We won't talk about Gunpro, won't, won't we? Yeah, yeah, you, you you can talk about Gunpro. Okay, so yeah, I'll talk about it because Gunpro is. Uh, also promotion we talk about from time to time on Dramatic Dream Dragons. And we did um, make it, we did do a review for the biggest show of the year, Wrestle Sekigahara 2 from Ota Ward. And that was a really, really emotional story, a really emotional event. And I'm very happy that I saw that live. Um, I'm not an emotional person, but what I say losing to Kodaka almost made me cry. And <laughs> in, in the main event, so that was very beautiful. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched fuck Noah. No, nobody needs Noah. <laughs> you were at the Hayata versus Atsuki match, right? 
Yes. Yeah, the show was. I, so I actually, like, like, without getting into detail, I thought it was, like, one of the better Hayata matches. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. But it's, it's not. Yeah, like, shout out, I, I'd shout say out it's to like that, a... to that Siki. <laughs> yeah, the, the match was, like, a 6 out of 10, which is more than I expect from a Hayata match. Yeah, no, it, 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 it was it was interesting in the end, at least. Like, there were moments where I at least thought that he's actually winning the belt, and, and the, the people in the crowd fought it as well. Or at least it sounded like it, they did. So, yeah, considering Atsuki is, like, like, doing a lot of stuff currently in Old Japan, it's cool to see him in other promotions shining as well. Or at yeah. least him showing out, <laughs> even though he doesn't have the DC. Um, but I think we should go into detail now about the shows, about the shows for Pro Gems where you at. And the first one was the Sendai Girls Curricane Hall show on July sixteenth. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show featured seven matches. Um, you can quickly we can quickly talk about the undercard. I thought it was just solid stuff. Uh, Yurika Oka defeated Yura Suzuki in a solid rookie match. Yeah, I give it Sakura Rota was the the likely is the last match between them singles match. They have like <laughs> countless of matches against each other in Senai Girls and other promotions. Especially recently in Wave, they had like twenty five thousand matches. I don't know <laughs> against each other. Yeah, they they told like yo this this is okay. This is the last singles match, and immediately after it ended, it's like is it the last singles match? Mm. Um, I thought it. This was hilarious. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely the secondary rota is just just cool. It works for me. Yeah. I know people who don't like her stake, which I can understand because it's very very specific. You know, it's it's okay to be wrong. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. Yes, I mean she's a great wrestler. If she wants to be. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, and and Iger, um, I mean. I like the gimmick as an undercard comedy gimmick. Yeah, I saw two Iger matches, and this was definitely the better one. Yeah, I I can understand it. I think I don't know which one was the other. <laughs> uh, YMC. Oh, YMC okay. uh, three way. Oh, yeah, yeah, with, Fujita with and some guy. I don't best know. Best stretchman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, I can understand it. Um, the next match, like, Aigo defeated Sakura Rota in nine minutes. Next match was Manami, Ryo Mizunami, Yu defeating Akari, Lina Cross, and Nina Samuels. Um, in 30 minutes, too, I thought it was just, just okay. Um, I like Akari. I said it a couple of times on this podcast that I think she's awesome. Lina, Lina Cross and Nina Samuels are just, just fine wrestlers. I mean, it's cool to see them in Japan, but... but um, Nothing worth checking out. Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. Um, I really like Akari too. I sadly haven't seen that much of her work. Um, but I don't think like this is like a match she will put forefront if you if somebody asks her like, okay, what where can I see you? I don't think she she brought it all here. Uh, with Lena Cross, I see actually see a lot of potential if she. Could, you know, if she could stay in Japan for like a while and really train, 
and she is huge in comparison to like everybody else in the ring. Um, she hits really hard, but there's just some. Let's call it yeah. rust. Yeah, Alina Samuels. I think you know she. This is an undercard match, so I, I think it fit all together really rather well. But obviously, like the the show started with the match after this one. Yeah, correct. It was the match between Mika Wata and Miyuki Takase against as the Red Energy against Saria New and Sari. This ended in a 15-minute time limit drawn. It was the return of Sari to Sendai Girls after, of course, coming back or like leaving WWE and coming back to the Japanese Joshi scene. And I thought it was just just great. Like you had those four really good wrestlers just beat the living hell out of each other and just mm -hmm. did it for like 15 minutes. There were like sequences where I thought, holy, that was amazing. Yeah, this is uh, I tweeted uh, when it happened, like this was my main event. This was, uh, was what I was most excited for. Kind of disappointed that is like, because it was clear that it will be a time limit draw. Um, kind of disappointed that it is a 15 minute. I, I wish it was like a 20 minute time limit draw. Because it was just like so good, um, but overall, like the match, I still think the match could have been better uh, still than what we what we got here. But I just, you know, I saw, sat there for 15 minutes, being like mesmerized by what they are doing, and just really happy that I get to see it in person. Um, it did not disappoint. Yeah, it's especially cool to see Miyuki and Mikan like in the in a good match because. Both have not been having a good year that we have seen. Not like there have been bad wrestlers or anything like that, but rather just just the matches have not been there to have the output that others have. So it's cool to see them, them getting. Yeah, and Red Energy is a great team. Yeah, I would love to see more of them. But Sendai Girls. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. On the other side, I mean. Sari is just fantastic, but I think we will go into detail later on that more. I hope we get some kind of rematch down the line on the show that we can see. Maybe, because, or like a Sari vs. Miyuki match, that would be cool. I mean, I take singles matches between all of them every day of the, uh, every time of the day, so. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Someone just needs to pay them. <laughs> How about you? Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's like the question is how often we'll see Anu in these matches anymore, you know? Without, I really don't know anything if she's signing with Sardom or not, but the destination or like like the way she's now wrestling in Stardom pretty much all the time, it seems to be that it's slowly heading into that direction. Yeah. Which is a bummer, but. You know, good for her. Yeah, definitely. As a startup fan, I can't complain, but hey, it's 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 a it's a mixed bag. It always has a positive and negative. But moving on from that, we actually had a stun wrestle on the car. What a transition! I'm proud of. <laughs> it was Natsupoi uh, facing and uh, Chihiro Hashimoto, the ace of Sunday Girls, and that was just great. Like, um. How, like like it was was the perfect underdog versus dominant powerhouse match with Poi just bumping around for Hashimoto, 
and her getting cheered in, in like like in the Sendai environment. She had her she was perfect in her role. Hashimoto's of course just just throwing around everyone. There was like a situation where she um gorilla pressed Natsupoi to the outside with no one catching her mm-hmm. <laughs> for some reason, which looked insane. Really cool spot. Um, and there's like like some more of that, of course. Um Hashimoto and Natsupoi fought her way uh, fought her way back into the match, um, got some counters in. Uh, and was close to winning, but the Albright finished it off with Hashimoto winning in like 11 or 12 minutes. That was, for me, the best match on the show. And I think yeah, I it would have, been, would have been one of the best Joshi matches of the entire year if it went like three to four minutes longer. And this is... This was great. Hashimoto is a beast. Like I only uh, recognized on the strip how how good she really is. I always just assumed, you know, she's the ace because of her aura, because of her look. But no, she is so good. Um, and Natsupoi was a, a great draw. There were so many people in Natsupoi shirts in, the, in this building. Yeah, Natsupoi is um, the most over-wrestling starter for a reason. Yeah. And, you know, the wrestling was great too. Yeah, it's, it's 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 really easy to see those two and like like just just enjoy the match because both of them like the most consistent in each of their promotions easily for me. So it's it's, okay. it's like Hashimoto is definitely really consistent. So every time, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's the point. It's just just a level that is only a few can match for me. In some also she has like chemistry with everyone, which some others don't. Except for Shiri, to be fair, but yeah. <laughs> Natsupoi has just sometimes matches that really don't work for me. Yeah, there's just like sometimes where she leans too much into the Tamna counter stake, where she kind of. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I especially want to shout out that god awful Tamna Kano cage match. Yeah, the, the cage match was not good. Um, every time she le- or she needs to lean into that because I would guess that's at least what what the um, what what they tell her to do because I mean she shows countless of other times that she can do it so it's just just whenever she faces someone from Cosmic Angels is getting bad <laughs> for some reason I like the 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 match they had at Kurikan. Tam and, and Natsupoi more because it was just a straight up wrestling match and the rules weren't stupid and all of that. So that it was better. okay. Um, but yeah. yeah, like like we said, great match. Um, one I definitely would shout out if you want to watch anything from this show, then would definitely. And you don't have enough time to just watch that match. Is like the best match. Yeah. Moving on. Moving on, we have the return match of Dashi Sakao against her Raver Ultima Powers second partner hero Matsumoto. I think she came back. This was a return match from injury, yeah. yes. Yeah, after like six or seven months. Um a huge return. Um she 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 was deeply missed. Not only of course in in ring wise, especially since she's always has been great in, in Senegal's when we can see her. Um, uh, she looked 
really good out here for for Smash Bank, definitely. This was a lot of fun, like a lot, and it was just a hardcore match. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say it's anything special, but you know, it's just dumb fun. And uh, you know, when when this little woman called Dash Shizako jumps off a ladder right in front of you through a table. You know, that's kind of spectacular. <laughs> that's what, yeah, that, that spot was fantastic. Um, you, we were, you were in the front row, right? Like, front yeah, row. yeah, second, second row, was it? Oh, yeah. But like floor seating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the, the spot was crazy. I mean, it, it's a spot she has done a couple of times. I think it was against Suzu Suzuki in the death match they had in the Kirkin Hall, where she did the same. Um, so that doing that is, of course, great. Um, the chemistry both have is, of course, fantastic and undeniable not to see because, I mean, their tag partners, they didn't know each other really well. And yet, yeah. Hiro, Hiroi won, like always, the return the return girl loses. Um, I would guess they will start to go after the tag titles again. Sure, why not? So, which means we get another... Um, we get another Hashimoto Yu versus Reva Ultima Powers match, but I can never see enough of them, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Moving on to the main event, the Sunday Girls were title match, the only title match on the show, which was a, which was kind came kind of out of surprise because they randomly announced yeah, Millie McKenzie's on the show and she's wrestling Oscar. After the story being yeah, Oscar defeated like everyone in 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 Senegal, so who is stepping up a lot for Jetson? Um, it's 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 Mako, but she signed with WWE, so that's definitely not possible. So there was Millie McKenzie, and they had a good match. And I f- saw the potential in the match to be like great, really great, actually, because they had like good sequences, they had the chemistry, and they started off well, but then. It just was over. It, it felt like there was something missing. Um, yeah, there was definitely something missing, and I don't know what it is. Um, I think they did like the right choices to lay out the match and like the kind of match they had. It was for like both their strengths as wrestlers, but overall, this was just. You know, it didn't. It didn't reach any heights. Um, let's say it like this. I don't dislike the finish um, because you know Millie shouldn't like beat Oscar that uh, like in a cleaner way. Um, but I think this is my least favorite match on the card. Yeah, uh, which yeah, I... which more speaks to like the rest of the card, how much I liked it than uh, than against this match. Yeah, the the thing about this match is just like you said, it it felt like that the moment it was should have gotten in the second gear was kind of over, and I can understand the finish, especially since Millie McKenzie won shockingly. I think it was a huge surprise to everyone. I don't think anyone saw it coming. Neither a venue nor nor like 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 people in like like people on Twitter and people I talk to. Mm. 
but um, I think they've done the finish well. It came over nice. The surprise was there. Millie as champion's great. I mean, she's the youngest uh, Senegal's women's champion at the age of 23, and she is a great wrestler. And Oscar's also like like I think Oscar's fantastic. But the thing is just which I often have the problem with with Oscar in this title reign, especially with I mean we have not seen every match, but the match we saw seen against Mika Water was also the same. The moment it should have gotten in the second gear it was over. And it's I don't know why they did it now. Maybe it was time problems. Um it just, just was a bit off. Yeah, I'm I'm at the point that I'm just not excited anymore when I see um Oscar single match on the card. Um I find myself so often under underwhelmed by them. That's... Well no, I wasn't underwhelmed because I didn't yeah. expect much from this one. Um but overall like talking talking about the show, I think this is maybe like match wise or wrestling wise the best show I've I've seen. Um I thought this was really was a fantastic show. Obviously, like, bumped up a bit uh, by me sitting there uh, really close to all the action. I Yeah. I think... Um, I think they just... just Like, like the, the... The the Sunday go shows time to time again when we see the show how good they are and how much potential a promotion has. And I think if they would... If they would... Um, air more of the magic because i mean the thing is okay if their problem is yeah the shows are youtube and free i do not have a problem to sign up for a subscription for them because their wrestling is so good and so constant yeah constantly great most of the time i mean matches they have on their tush i don't know if it's tour shows but smaller shows like better than any other shows promotion outside of the big two can even deliver i mean they're like they're like randomly matches um let me find a good example. I mean, they're like randomly, um, I don't know, some 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 great Hashimoto U tank matches against some 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 Mai Kihin Sariyanu, for example. Mio Momono match. Then then of course there's some Ryo Misunami singles match. All of that. The talents they have is the best a Choshini can have. So I'm a bit yeah. disappointed sometimes to not see their matches. Um, to move on after after the match, um, Mika Iwata came out to challenge for the uh, challenge. Billy McKenzie, she's the first defense. She will likely lose again, um, even though she, she has been like like saying for a while now that she wants to take over and be like like the number one and the ace and all of that. I I mean I I certainly hope so. She's uh, she's, she's my favorite in there. Yeah, but the thing is just. The show is likely happening on the uh, the match is likely happening on the next big show, which is Sendai Sun Plaza, where Kari's also on the card with Hugh Chalk, Bad Series on the card, yeah. and all of them. So that would be great. But the thing is, just I hope she wins, but it would be mm-hmm. kind of weird if she just wins the belt instantly from 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 Millie McKenzie, because then you. It's it's tough to say. It's it's likely she's just losing again because she's Mika Wata and always loses big spots. But I hope she wins this time. Don't make me sad. I'm realistic with her at this point. 
Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just favoritism. I can't lie. <laughs> I feel that. Yeah, but moving on from the show, um, another show you, you were at was the Big Japan Hurricane Hall show. First of all, how, how Sadly, was like... Sadly, yes. <laughs> How was like the show in terms of attendance and all of that? What wasn't that at the same day actually? Uh, yes, that was the same day. The the attendance wasn't that bad. Um, I think it's like, like almost six hundred. Yeah, yeah, five hundred eighty. Um, but I went to this because it was like kind of like bucket list. Um, but I missed like the the farewell party for a friend I made so because he had to. I had to leave his holidays were over and I much rather would have went there. <laughs> I was so bored by this whole show. Um Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, I will just go into detail about like the free magic because the undercard was like nothing special, I thought. Um I I liked the, the, the barbed wire board deathmatch. That was a bit fun, but like nothing outstanding good or anything. I thought it was boring. The first match for me that I liked a bit because I mean I have some some connections because I watched Christian Archer for right while now in in WXW in Germany. Um, he made his big band debut, teaming together with Daichi Hashimoto against Daimonchi So and Daisuke Sakimoto. I thought, I mean, the, the coolest thing about this match, of course, was just Archer being in Big Japan, and I think he fits from the style. He fits perfectly into the promotion how he like like wrestles and all I that agree. i thought the tank match was good but but good just just good nothing more nothing less so and him uh, like like trishan archer uh, beating sekimoto in his debut match is huge and i think he will get a solid push in big japan i would guess i don't know how long he is in the promotion my guess I'm... is like two to three months yeah, they definitely the want to hold him for a while because he, like, otherwise he wouldn't have gotten the pin Sekimoto. Yeah, I, I guess his 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 big match is gonna be just like Anakara is just he's gonna challenge Yuya Oki in September or so. That will be like his big match. That's cool for him. Uh, I I can't wait for this match. Uh, otherwise, the match was just there. Um, Daisuke Sekimoto was like like. Not really. They were like not really trying to make this match great. Just, yeah, just there yeah, to it fit. put over Trish Notch and that's it. It totally fit on the show. Yeah, um, I mean, bit it was maybe a bit too long, but it's always with big Japan matches that they go really long for some reason. Um, the funny thing true. about this was that a day later, like Ibushi announced his team for for the uh, Super Hall show mm -hmm. uh, with Glade. And he was like, on my team, Daisuke Sekimoto, because he never loses. And like yeah, he, he loses, got yeah. pinned by the Frenchman the day before. It's fantastic. Uh, fits, fits to all of that. <laughs> yes, it totally does. Yes, uh, but moving on to one of the two title matches was the Big Japan World Strong Heavyweight title match, Yu Yaoki. Retains his belts against you, Yasufumi Nakanoe in 90 minutes. I heard that you weren't a fan of this match. Um, I have... This I, match I can had... 
yeah. great last five minutes. Yeah. The, but, the last five to seven minutes were really great. I thought the first ten or so were really slow. Yeah, it just... Like, like I, I didn't like the the first part. I was already down on like the whole show. Um, so it picked up, but you know it can't save a match. Yeah, and I I liked it more. I I'm really high on the Yoki train. To be fair, I think mm-hmm. he's like he's definitely the new ace. Since um, Okabayashi is now gone, and who knows if he ever comes back? I think he will. Get his retirement match, but that's it to be fair at this point. Um, but yeah, he's just he, he just has the aura for him that he needs to carry the promotion, especially right now where the promotion needs him more than before. And I'm glad they have a big Japan because the chance that he just lost the match would have been really high. Yeah, that's that's true. Like, he got he didn't get big Japan so. Like with the with the results as they stand from this show, this was a good show. Mm-hmm. But you know, yeah, it's just a match that I didn't need need to watch. It, it had a great finishing stretch, though. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, the finishing stretch was just fantastic. A lot of sick suplexes, lariats, and all of that. Yuya retains with the tiger suplex hold. Like we said, good match, worth checking out. I think it will, people will like it more uh, from what I've seen that liked it. I liked it. It's worth checking out. So moving on to the main event, and I want to keep that short because I don't want to be really like, like upset about it. I thought that match was... It, the match was uh, Abdullah Kobayashi Abi defending his Big Japan deathmatch title against Yuki Ishikawa. And personally... What I've seen from Ishikawa is always good. The problem just is in this match, Abby cannot wrestle anymore. Yeah, this this was terrible. Like I'm not upset about it because Ishikawa won. Yeah, I was um, right. This is that he wins. Absolutely, but I didn't expect them to do this. Uh, this title change actually. Yeah. It this was literally like. I throw light tubes at you because I can't literally can't do anything else. Yeah, I just physically cannot do anything else. So. Yeah, I was so bored. There was um, there was a match last year where Abdullah Kobayashi challenged for the Triple Crown belt in Old Japan for some reason. Yes, I, I don't remember if I actually saw that. It was against Kento, yeah, was... right? Yeah, there was the plan was that it is against um, Jake Lee, but he injured Jake Lee, so Jake Lee needed to vacate his title, and then Jake uh, Kenta won it and defended it. The match was just, just really bad. Damn it! I know people enjoyed it. I don't know why, but I thought it was just just really really bad. Um, and it wasn't. And Abby is not a bad stage here. I mean, he can cover up some things with with his deathmatch work because he's a very good bleeder. Yeah, he's easy to root for and all of that. I think. Like, like you, you can't just, just like him easily. But it's just, we have 2023. It's over, man. Retire. Not, not, not even saying he should retire, but just go away from a big, from, from like the main event scene, especially in Big Japan with the death matches. Yeah, the, the problem with scene. Big Japan is that they just, you know, they have an aging fan base. Um, and 
that their fan base doesn't go with the young guys. So they yeah. put the titles on the old ones time and time again. I mean, it makes it makes sense with Okabayashi, especially since he's still yes, fantastic. Yes, but like but Sek- as long, Okabayashi as long is as so you... much better than uh, yeah. Sakimoto was the last few years. But Sakimoto didn't leave like that circle. He's still challenging, but at least he's not winning the belt anymore, to be fair. Except for the tech belt. But the tech yeah, let's anyways. wait about this. Let's wait. <laughs> <laughs> he has not won the belt in seven years. We really can't think with that. Yeah. For now, hopefully. No, I think he won it in 29. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, just a problem. I think they have something now with you, Aoki, and I hope he succeeds. Because now they don't have Okabayashi to get, go back to. So now the young guys need to work. And since normally the deathmatch is always that with draws, they will, they will always go back to the deathmatch guys anyways. So deathmatch division is really bad at Big Japan. Yeah. And just Death- by far the worst part. Like the Big yeah. Japan title scene is in, in, in deathmatches. I mean, you know, Big Japan also had like the best deathmatch ever, if you ask me. And... But that was like 2018 or 19 with Kodaka versus uh, Takeda. But I, you, you don't see these guys anymore in like these spots. Um, yeah. That being said, I really I like the opener. Um, it was like a Big Japan strong and zero one collaboration because people mm-hmm. got sick. Um, I thought they showed great fire there, especially uh, Yuki Toki, who I never saw before, but Satsuki Nagao is great too. Yeah. Obviously, like Nomura and Kamitani. Yeah. Kamitani is a great, strong wrestler. Toki's the, the new rookie they have, I think. Okay. He, he debuted like. This yeah, he year. debuted in January, I just yeah. see. That's, so he yeah, was so a he, lot of fun. Yeah, whenever I watch, um, whenever I watch Zero One, which isn't often nowadays, um, Nagao is someone that always stands out to me. He is really promising. Mm-hmm. Yuki Tokyo, of course, um, also really promising. I like the match as well. I mean, it's it's easy, right? With like two really great dresses in it. Too. Yeah, it's also the first match. I wasn't sour on the show at that point. <laughs> yeah, it was just just yeah. Something. yeah. But moving on from the show, I think the next one I want to talk about, it, it's a promotion I have not really talked about here, even though I want to all the time. It's um, Wave, uh, the Catch the Wave Ooh, final yes. night on the Cur- in the Curricane Hall. It was on July 17th, the Monday after the Big Japan and Senegal show. And I really, I, I, I know I'm higher on everything Wave does in others, because it's just my soft spot, pretty much. And everything they do, it's just, just, just I don't know, something thing clicks in me. It's what others have with Joker Pro, for example, just clicks with me. I thought yeah. the show, I mean, the, the first two matches, uh, Himiko versus Sakurai was nothing really special. Uh, they're both just, just rookies in that form still, even though Yuko is like a 40 but yeah, she's, Yuko wrestled she, treat, 2018. Treat, yeah, treated like a rookie still. Kind of. She, she rarely secures wins. Yeah. It was a fun day because uh, 
you know, Yuko Sakurai of all people got two singles matches on the same day in Korokin. <laughs> yeah, um, never thought I would say that. This match was honestly better than I expected it to be, but I didn't expect much. I'd never seen Himiko before. Himiko's um, pretty solid. She, she's the she's the 51-year-old rookie from Diana that debuted like, last year. Good for her. She, she's she's pretty good, but of yeah. course it's like she she is not like like the former for life in terms of being athletic and all of that. But it's understandable yeah. for what she is. She's good. Yeah, but like the next match, the five way elimination match, or like whatever uh, you just saying, like you weren't like the biggest fan. I thought it was 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 a good comedy bout. Yeah, it obviously was a comedy match, but for it, me being there, was... this is just like full of people I enjoy watching. Um, yeah. I had a lot of fun with that, but I totally understand if like this doesn't like translate. Yeah, the, the, it, it was a really fun match. Um, it features my my favorite tag team right now in Wave with with Umizaki and Sakurai Rota. Um, I, I thought the chemistry Ayame and Hikari had was really fun. They, they gave mm-hmm. some 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 oh, yeah. cool vibes. They they cheered like I don't know. They seemed to be really happy just to be there. Yeah, they they actually made it hard for me to know who to cheer for um, in this because I really liked the team of uh, Hikari Shimizu and Ayame Sumura, but also uh, Kakuru Sekiguchi and Riku Kawahata are like legit, just two of my like independent favorites. Yeah, red blue is cool. Like, they, they they just have the chemistry, and I wish they would work more together. Because as of right now, it seems to be just a wave thing, and I think they could easily team up in other promotions as well. Like them, them for example, versus um, Ayam and Riku Kaijin Seedling would be cool. Oh yes. Oh well, especially Ka- uh, Kakuru. Like everybody raves about Riku Kawahata. Um, but Kakuru Sekiguchi is just someone I really, really like to watch wrestle. Yeah, it's, it's cool to see that she gets more bookings this year. Like, like more yes. bookings and promotions this year. Uh, the other teams, Cherry, uh, Yoniyama was just a solid tag team. I mean, they do that comedy role pretty well. And Hiragi, uh, Kurumi, and Rinma and Kura was like a tag team that did not fit at all from the vibes, but it made it somewhat interesting in that match. But of yeah, course, they played off being the biggest people, and uh, yeah, it, it was fine. But of course, in the end, it was a Yamasa Samurai Hikari Shimizu pinning, um, pinning pink elbow or Sakuriyata to win the match. Overall, I think, yeah, like we said, fine comedy match, but if you miss that, you don't miss anything. Really. Then it kicked off with the first semi final match of the Catch the Wave tournament. It was a uh, all caps Aki shout out to Dylan wrestling Itsukiyaki. This match went 17 minutes, and I do not know why the semi final went longer than the final, especially because it's such a big difference. And I thought, um, this match just, just lacked a bit from, from the match length. I think if they would have. Had a ten to eleven match sprint, it would have been better. In my opinion. Yeah, on this show, I 
basically enjoyed like all the stuff around the the tournament matches more than the tournament matches. Um, yeah, but also, this may be. I just was in a very jovial mood when I when I was there. Mm-hmm. You know, like Sunday lunchtime, I just was in the mood for some comedy. That's why I like the five way tag match so much. Um, that's why, especially like the the three way later that I really really enjoyed. Um, so these like straight singles matches just weren't in the in the moment weren't really what I was looking forward to mm-hmm. and they weren't on a level that you know that you know made it better <laughs> yeah I thought I thought the end sequence was what stand out to me because then they started to really pick up the pace and it got really good um, there was a spot where Aoki counted the Kawild buster so the running brain buster and just spiked herself on the hat for some reason it was mm-hmm. just just brutal. And then the second attempt for the Kawaii Buster ended the match for Saki. Saki advances to the final. Um, the spec- expected result, I can understand the result. Uh, good for Saki, but but I mean, yeah, it was like we said, a bit too long. Maybe. Yeah. Then the second semi-final match was Asuka facing Yuki Miyazaki. Uh, the match had the quicker pace from, from the two semifinals and had a good striking exchange from the very beginning. The problem just is that Yuki Miyazaki is kind of over it at this point. She was really good last year, but she seems to be... She seems to reach the re- reach the end of her career in terms of having great performances. There were some spots that looked really rough here. Um this was very wild, rough around the edges is like kind of the nice way to see it. Um, but it also made it kind of entertaining. Yeah, it, it was good for, for some wrong direct. There was like a moonsault to the outside, I think, where, where Oscar tried, like, like where no one catched Oscar because Yezaki just walked away and Oscar just fell down. It was really weird. It was some, some, some last ride powerbomb the apron that looked really, really ugly. But it, it was not a bad match at all. I think it was good. It just was... Um, it's just clear that, that, that Yuki Miyazaki is kind of over the disappointed. She has to be an in-ring worker in terms of just, just, just going out and delivering the best match. And I hope they, they see it. But at the same time, you need to push someone from Wave from wave for us to considering Nazaki's injured and all of that. Um, in the end, Oscar countered the Chiki Den Death Valley bomb from Miyazaki with a cutback pin and won the match. The it was built up as an, kind of a surprise pinfall and it worked in the in the match story, but it was never a doubt for me that Oscar's somewhat losing this or the final. Yeah, if someone told me sooner that um, that Yuki Miyazaki came out to the offspring, uh, I would have been sold. <laughs> Yeah, the, the theme is awesome. Uh, like, like she, she does all of it. It's, 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 it's fantastic. It's a fantastic bit that she does. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the final scene officially was Asuka versus Saki. But before that, we had two other matches. And I think those were my favorite matches of the entire night. Maybe not the best in ring wise, but just in most entertaining for me. The first one was Kihaku versus Risa Sarah versus Miyuki Takase. In a freeway carry match. So the stipulation just is 
the wrestler who destroys another luggage or carries first wins. And it's as wild as it sounds. Match of the night by four. I freaking love this. This is so good. It, there's so many total chaos with the, so many chaos spots and funny spots. There was um, Miyuki Takase doing a giant swing, but instead of a wrestler, she does it with holding two luggages and hopes someone runs in and destroys it. There was um, Miyuki Takase trying to trying to powerbomb Risa Sarah on Kahaku's luggage, but Kahaku just switched the luggage, so she mm. couldn't do the powerbomb anymore, otherwise she would have lost, and all of that. It's 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 crazy. There's just way more. Um, there was a spot where Risa Sarah was like, stealing the luggages and and throwing them down the stairs of the Kurikan Hall um, while Kahaku got dropped in the ring by the Miyuki Takase and it did, did not notice. It, it's fantastic. Perfect yeah, it's, match. Easy it's, to understand. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's perfect to understand. Uh, it's easy to understand. It's, um, it's a good comedy concept. It's kind of hardcore-y. Uh, which I'll, I often like in these um, in these situations, but also the, these are just three very very good wrestlers, mm-hmm. um, and they showed it. Also, yeah, I, yeah um, I I showed this to people and they told me that they also liked it. So this is for me this is match of the night, but you know this is exactly what I what I craved in the moment too. Ah, perfect. I just saw the. <laughs> I just saw what he sent me on this group. Yeah, um, I mean the the finish was amazing. The finish finish was maybe the best spot of the entire show. It was Miki Takasa wanted to superplex Kahaku on yes. Kahaku's luggage. Risa Sarah, who was all the time on the, on like the, the 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 stairs thing, still came into the ring, stole the stole the luggage. And then um, Miku Takase did the superplex. It went to nowhere. Miku was happy, was celebrating already. And then she saw the double knees, the double knee drop of Risa Sarah on, on Kahaku's luggage and dest- to destroy it and win the match. Uh, fantastic spot. It sounds as, grace, as crazy as it was. Um, just works perfectly. And it's also something that makes Wave stand out to other promotions and, and, and that are more about work rate. Yeah, totally. Um, the next match I think was the most interesting on paper, aside of the final, of course, because of the stipulation. Um, it was Karushida the Regina the Wave Champion making an appearance teaming together with Zaki Akai from DDT, um, against Honoka and Kizuna Tanaka, um, from the the Wave rookies. They debuted in. Debuted in April, April second. Um, so the story why Akai is here on the show was just he had an exhibition match with Hikaru Shida as a tag team back in 2011 in Ice Ribbon. So they did the match one last uh, tag team one last time because before Akai is retiring at Ultimate Party, I think. Um, I, I should know that for sure, but I don't. I think it's Ultimate Party. It, yeah, it's, it, it's soonish. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she has like her retirement road is stacked until then, though. Yeah, uh, I thought it was maybe 
Uh, I thought it was just just a fantastic Vets versus Ricky match with, for me, the standout being Kizuna Tanaka. Um, she she's not the most athletic or most gifted wrestler out there, uh, but she has like this this baby face underdog fire that you need as a rookie, and she just oh, shows yeah. the whole time. It was at the beginning. Um, where she was desperate to to have like like padlocks with um, Hikaru Shida and failed all the time, and she was visibly upset about it and tried it again and again and again, and then she just stood there, put her hand up and wanted to test the strength of Shida, and the entire crowd would like like was like really loud for that. At least it sounded like they. Yeah. Also. They, Shout out to Honoka, who is like, obviously like um, all eyes are on Kizuna Tanaka, but Honoka is just as great as a just as great an underdog. Yeah, Honoka is for me the better wrestler in terms of um, athleticism, all of that. And I think yeah. they are so different from being a wrestlers um, in terms of the style and of that, of course. Um, Kizuna is more of a technical wrestler, while um, Honoka is more the high uh, high speed wrestler. It just they, they they have like they fit perfectly together and they created a good underdog. They created a good underdog story here. Of course, they of course they wanted to build a match about around Kizuna because Kizuna is gonna be the biggest star of all of them. Um, yes. of all the rookie division uh, rookies that are coming. There are two more coming, I think. So we will see. Um, there was a part in the match where, like, Shida was totally bullying Kizuna all the time, while like like Hanaka was in the background. But even when Hanaka was in a match, she did great. Uh, her bumping is fantastic. I think she she bumps really well, and she was just was easy to root for. It always is. But like we said, match was built around Kizuna. Uh, Kizuna got some close near falls, but. It was never a doubt that she's winning, like uh, that she's losing. Mm. It was always clear, okay, she's losing in the end. But they did great, and I think, I think Sakia Kai was kind of, was kind of in the background here as well, which I think is kind of understandable considering he want. I mean, Gummy wanted to build a match about around Shida and Kizuna, but I still think whenever she was in a ring, especially with Hanaka, she did well. She had uh she she did perfect in a bully role as well of course um she does the gifted bully um whenever she bullies someone is just great it, it just works it likely is because she was bullied all the time in the ring in the Oz academy and all of that <laughs> so yes in the end kizuna got pinned with the eel drive by hikaru shida um really shout out to this match i think it's over delivered i expected something from this match but not that as much as we got in terms of in-ring style, it just thought I would like it because it's 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 Kizuna and Hanukkah, but I liked it because it was good. Yeah, totally. And also, um, Kizuna debuted a, a new gear on today, today's show, actually, August 1st. Mm, and I it's a... Have you seen it? Yeah, I saw that. It's a, a tribute gear to Kurahara, the wife of Yoshihashi. It's, I didn't it's, know that. It's her old gear. The story behind this is pretty much that um, Kihara was the reason why Kizuna wants to wrestle. So, so oh. I don't know if it's her gear or if she 
got a ver- if she made a version of it in her own style. But it's definitely a um, Kurihara gear, and that's pretty cool. For her. She, yeah, she, Kurihara is someone I never saw much from. She, or she's at a all, re- actually. Yeah, she, she's a really good wrestler. And Kizuna is yeah. now starting to add new moves to her moveset aside of the, you know, drop kicks, all of that. She's doing now various of um, different arm bar attempts. She's she's teasing the fisherman suplex, which was a finish, which was the finisher of her mother. She's also doing the Minoru special, the the arm bar. Mm. So so it's like they are clearly putting her in the direction that she's being like getting pushed down the line and it's only a matter of time and if she gets as good as promise as, as promising looks like then wave has luck with her and i hope they can they can hold her because there will be promotion that will try to sign her if she's as good as as we think as, as, as it looks like her potential be yeah so and then we had the main event. That was, of course, the catchaway final match. It was Oscar against Saki. This match went 11 minutes, and just like, just, just like, pretty much, I can copy paste what I said about Oscar in the Senegal's World Heavyweight Match. This match was good. It was high intensity, fast pace, but the moment it should have gotten in next gear was over, once again. And I don't <laughs> know. And I don't know why they book Oscar match like that because she clearly can work those longer matches and she clearly is better in those. But I still think they have done a great job in this match. And I'm a high on this match and others, I know, because I like all Kawasaki. And I think she did well here. There was a spot. Um, I don't know what she did. I like a pump handle driver where Saki just planted Oscar on the hat. That was sick. <laughs> But, but otherwise, um, like I said, the, the interesting finishing finish spring, finish finishing stretch was just missing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I didn't really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Um, the aftermath was fun, though. Yeah, the aftermath was fun. Yeah. Uh, so in the end, it was um, Oscar um, had an insane kick combination and hit the captured. Which is pretty much an awful lights bomb to win the fourteenth edition of the Capital Wave tournament. With that, she gets a title shot against Hikarushida, the Regina the Wave champion. And after the match, Hikarushida came out um, to do, of course, the promo, like like the promo and all of that, and do the posing. And when they came like close to do the posing, Asuka, did you see that she just spit in the face of Shida? So Shida, grabbed, yeah, yes. Grabbed she like, grabbed the uh, catch the wave trophy and just threw it in herself and broke it. Then she walked out. And on her way out, she saw Gummy on like like apron sitting and she just bowed down to her to say sorry. And it was a fantastic moment. Um, the match is set for uh, October 1st in Shinkiba. I think that might be a bit too small for Shinkiba that match. Hmm. Yeah, but probably the thing is just uh, the next Hurricane would have been like in March, so and the other show would have been in December, the Kawasaki big show, so it needed to be this one. Um, 
and I can understand I mean, it, and I think they will do a good number there. And it's better to have like a nearly full Shinkiba than having like instead of four hundred now like five hundred, like maybe five hundred fifty in Kuriken. Yeah, um, and also Shinkiba is magical. Yeah, definitely um, easy, easier, easy to work for. They had the Shida versus Suzu match there. Where she'd have won the belt and was like fantastic because they know they both are like fantastic. They are fantastic as well. I expect a lot from this match. I hope at least. The thing is, the title change needs to happen. The, t- the title needs to go back to Wave mm-hmm. because you need the belt down the line as well. And you don't know how long she does gonna do the shows, right? The, yeah. prob- the problem is, I don't see it. Uh, how often is Asuka in Wave these days? Uh, she has been often enough at this point. Um, she's not working every show, but she's yeah. working. She's working like like a good halt. Like the, every show, pretty much in Tokyo, she works them. She had like. Okay. 30 matches or so this year, which is compared to the like close to close to 30 shows they had, not much. But it's of course she's a freelancer, so outside of outside of I think the way for Austin, no one worked like more than 20 matches. Um, the thing is, just if it's not Oscar, then it's Nozaki, and no one knows when Nozaki is back. Yes. I, I would do the title change simply because getting the belt off Asuka is easier than getting the belt off Shida. Yeah, yeah. I can say that uh, Nosaki was like at the show. Yeah, she, know, she's always... She though. sits ringside with, with the kids of Shirota all the time. Okay, okay. Um, but, but I don't know. She, she's still a rehab. 13 months in. That does not look good, to be honest. Yeah. Um, her merch line was like... A fun thing that merch line is always, always a fun comparison. It's Nosaki, then Kisuna, then Honoka. Yeah, it's it's obvious. Um, N- Nosaki is, of course, the ace, but, but Kisuna, Kisuna and Honoka have something about them that just wants, wants you to go to their shop and just buy stuff. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, I, I think I think Wave needs Nozaki more really, really a lot. Simply because a good in-ring wrestler is always needed, <laughs> to be fair. But I don't know how long it's going to take. And I think you can still do the switch from Oscar to Nozaki if you want to. But just... I mean, the belt never really gets defended. That's the thing about yeah. it. People are like, yeah, it always thing, it always hurts if it doesn't get defended. Yeah, the, the thing is about is like like Sheeta does not defend the belt that much At less all. than the other champions. That's not the thing. Okay. But but having actually if she if she wins against Oscar, she has the defense record tied. So the thing Wait, is just really? that, Yeah, yeah, the, the defense record is six. She defended the title so many times already? Yeah, tw- twice in AW. Oh, okay. Uh, three, but does three, that really count? 
Yeah, for, like she defends the title like every two. In on average, she defended the title every two months, two to like eight to ten weeks in wave, which is okay because normally it's the same. But it's just yeah. you, you need the belts on your on your smaller shows as well. You need yeah, that because you need something to show out or like someone who who can opening the promos and all of that so that people have to feel like, okay, maybe something happens here. Maybe a challenge gets laid out all of that. You don't have that. It's it's kind of kind of exhausting to watch. Yeah, I remember that the Imi Sakura match happened and yeah. I saw the Risa Sarah match, which I very much enjoyed in January. Yeah, that she had she defended it against Yuki Miyazaki. That was really good um, in the okay. Kurokin Hall. And she had the, and there's an Iger defense yeah, here. Yeah, Iger and and Bunny. She defended it on AWTV. <laughs> I choose to not hear or read anything about the Bunny. Yeah, but overall, like well, she was on TV. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it was on TV. Yeah, there, but there was a time where, for some reason, then then people started to complain why all the different titles are on TV, and then AW dropped all of them. Wow. That was like the time when when our age was on TV every every week, pretty much. So yeah, but moving on from the show, I think the show overall was was good. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, it's it wave is not for everyone, to be fair. It's it's clean enough for everyone. But I think if you pick and choose the good wrestlers, and they always deliver, they always try their best to win. So. Moving on, I think another show that you haven't seen live because you were home, but you have seen, and I think it's worth talking about, is the Seedling show from July 26th. Mm, mm. Yes. Yeah. I've seen that. Um, I will just go into detail about the last two matches. Even though I think the Kakuru vs. Hiroyo uh, Matsumoto match was really good, and the six-way was a lot of fun, the six-way high-speed match, like always. But the two matches that stood out, of course, were the with a co-main event and main event. The co-main event was Neo Momono wrestling Riku Kaiju in a third anniversary match with Riku Kaiju. It was the AA, uh, AA singles, AAAW singles champion versus Beyond the Sea tag team champion. Um, the match started, of course, with Neo being in control and, and Riku coming, trying to come back. And I think over and over the time, the, the chemistry between them got much better. The pace was really well done. And Rico's performance was great in this. I mean, we don't need to say anything about Mio. She's fantastic. Uh, yes. There was a really nice counter from the Cheki Bomb attempt into the Gori Bomb by Riku Kaiju. Of course, the Tayo Powerbomb special was always look fantastic, like always. Mio in the end won with, won with the Cheki Bomb in around 15 minutes. Uh, really good match. It just showed how good both are. This is kind of atypical because uh, Mio works from the top, which she doesn't usually do. Yeah. Really. Um, but, yeah. you know, it was. This was probably better than I even expected it to be. Um, mm -hmm. Really, really good match. Yeah, they, they had just, just the chemistry from then on. It was just a. You know, just, just, just working on itself, pretty much. Um. I think that, that, that Mio has her uses her JK bomb as a finisher. And I think that that as a finisher, considering what cool moves she has, just kind of looks weak. If that makes sense. Mm. 
because it, it's 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 not not saying it's a I don't know, not, not saying it's like a bad finish, it's just hard to believe that this is the finish if she does like cool German soul of that. I think she should do it. It's spicy. just, uh, I don't have a problem with it because it, to me it's just a thing of uh, stuff building up yeah. um, over, over time and hitting, uh, you know, getting hit over and over and over again. Um, and it's one of the better moves or like one of the better executions of that move that I've seen. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> there are some really bad ones. Yeah, yeah cool. there are just way too many wrestlers that, that try it. Yeah, and some look really slow doing so. Yeah. Yeah, she she makes them fuss. I, I think it, it works for her as well, as, especially as an underdog. It comes out of nowhere, of course, but I think sometimes she, she needs to may, maybe add something else to it. Like, like it's like a second finish, all of that. I don't know, but yeah, like we, um, her match against Mayumi Yazaki for the AAW mm. title is coming up. Are you That's... excited for that? I know people. Some people are who think Mayumi is good. I think she she's bad, and I think the match is gonna be the match is gonna be as good as Mayumi wants it to be. Yeah, so that's if, what I if, fear. If Mayumi wants, if Mayumi puts over Miyu, then the work can be good. If Mayumi wins, the match is bad because the match will be laid out that um, that Mayumi. And uh, no, that Mayumi loses in the end, and Mio overpowers her and, and comes back from everything, likely bleeding all of that. So, if she's like, like, if she, if Mio wins, the match will be 10 times better than if she loses. And I don't know if she wins. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about that when it happens, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, because this was way better. Also, shout out to Natsuki Tayo. If yes. you're ever in Tokyo, go to the ceiling bar, backpacker. Um, Tayo is a lot of fun. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's, she's cool. Uh, yeah, the main event was the prelude match to the Arisa Nakajima vs. Sari Beyond the Sea title match at the end of August. It was Sari teaming up with Riko Kawahata against Itsuki Aoki and Arisa Nakajima. Uh, this match started as violent as you expected. Uh, Sarif was like pleading out of her mouth, I think, in like the first five minutes. Of course, um, Rico and Rico and uh, Itsuki were great in this match, and they kind of went under the radar in this match because, of course, it was built around Sarif and Arisa just slapping and suplexing the shit out of each other, and it just worked perfectly for me. Um, but when they were in the match, it was not like the match got worse or anything. They elevated the match as much as the other two did. Mm. And yes, of course, in the end, it was Aris Nakajima who pinned Sari with the DXD. Um, I like that Sari is actually taking pins and not just wins everything like other freelancers Joshi does and then not getting any big match. And I think it was the perfect first build up. To, to the title match. Yeah. Um, I'm very happy that uh, Orisa pinned Sari here because everybody expects Sari to win the title. 
Yeah, I'm at least everybody everybody I talk to expects uh, expects a finish, but with Sari getting pinned, it just show it just weakens like the the forces a bit. I could see, considering they have the Sariism match coming up, that Sari mm -hmm. gets a win back and they are one one yeah. going into the tag match, and I think that's the best way they could do it. Yeah, totally. Um... <laughs> Tayo told me it's really hard to do matchmaking for Arisa Nakajima because she hits so hard nobody wants to wrestle her. <laughs> I can, yeah. yeah. I, I can see that. Uh, I find it hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah, um, it very good. It explains good. a lot now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Very good match. Um, obviously, it's a, pre a prelude. Um so you'll never get like the full, the full thing of it. Um, but matches like these, this are needed, even if they are main events, to sh to lead up to bigger matches. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Sari being just just back is already huge for the scene. Um, I was yeah. making an argument um three weeks ago <laughs> that Sari is already on her way to win Joshi MVP. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you're not the only it, one it, who made like, that argument. Like Joshi, at least Joshi in the MVP because um, it's 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 unfair to compare her to anyone to start him at GPW just for the drawing power. Um, but it's just the scene just needed her. It feels like the entire scene got better because she's back and another star's back, and she feels like a star. She comes out, she looks like a star. She is a star. She draws attention, and it's just amazing. I mean, the star reason event next week is stacked. The main event is Kari and uh, Kari and Sari with Iroha and Arisa, which is like insane matchup, to be fair. So I can't mm -hmm. wait for that. And I hope yeah, Kari I'm, can hold I'm very, so very excited for that show as a whole. That's, ins that's an insane show, yeah. And also features like um, Miyuki Takasa versus Mio Momono, which is another insane match. Chi-Chi! Uh, yes, Chi-Chi! Yeah, true. Chi-Chi. Uh, it was funny. Chi Chi said on Twitter that she did not know that she's on the show until she, yeah, until yeah, she yeah. saw the Twitter announcement, which was fantastic. Uh, um, it, fits, it fits to Evolution Joshi. But... Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> All I booked there, cool. Uh, <laughs> and I think Kizuna, Tanaka, and Kari Ito are teaming against Kahaku and someone. I'm searching for, for the card right now. Yeah, I remember. Bad prepared that I don't have the card ready to be fair. Um, yeah, it's, it's the, the story behind that pretty much is that um, um, Kari Ito trained Kizuna Tanaka before her debut, so they are teaming together. It's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's, it's, it's a really cool card, worth, really worth checking out. I thought the sh first show was great outside of the Sakura Hirota match. But it was not her fault, and I still think it was entertaining, just too long. Yeah. Yeah. So, Chichi matches uh, Ibuki Hoshi versus Chichi, yeah, which correct. should be great. Which should mean Ibuki is killing another person. Yes, which she is evidently very good at. <laughs> Have you seen the, the picture of, of her, like, like really... Wait, wait. Did it, did it have... I don't think so. But Chi-Chi is also very good at getting killed, which we may or may not talk about on this show. Yeah, we will definitely talk about this. Okay. Um, 
so Abel's and you'll yeah, um, I would say we move on and we can talk about Ice Room real quick since we already mentioned Ibukiyashi. Oh, that was, yeah, I saw this. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, her entire chest was just red and there was like, like people. Yeah, but speaking of Ice Room, we can quickly talk about the Ice Room show uh, with the two title matches. The first title match was Hamukohashi and Makoto defending the tag titles against Ikari Minami and Hinata. It was the first match for Minami in six years and the first match for Hinata in 16. That was a totally fine match. Champs dominated most of the match. The underdogs coming back nicely. Uh, Minami and Hinata look really good in this. Uh, Hikari has a sick fall away slam. That looks like fantastic. In the end, of course, the champs retain. And the next challenges are Akari and Yapi for the Kurikan Hall. Which is a cool match, but I think they will do the title change there. Which would be the first title of Yapi in Iceland. Which would be really cool. I hope so they win. And then we have the main event, and I think that's the one we're talking about. It was Totoro Satsuki defending her Ice Course Infinity title against Yuri. I thought it was the a really good singles match, and I think one of the better singles matches of both careers. Uh this match went like 19 minutes, which is Yeah, really, almost 20. Almost 20, which is really long for, for both of them since but they it didn't feel people. like that, honestly. Yeah. Honestly, not. No, they did a great job, and I think the performance of both was great in this. Um, uh, in the end, it was Yuri who pinned uh, Satsuki with the Swanton Bomb um, to win the Ice Cross Infinity Champion and win her first cha- uh, championship in her career. Mm-hmm. This was a total upset. I don't think anyone saw Yeah, that nobody win. saw that coming. Uh, I didn't even know Yuri had a title match, actually. <laughs> But it's an understandable decision. If you look at Ice Room, you talked about that. They don't have many, many things going on right now. And they tried it with Satsuki. Um, how can I say it in a nice way? They have a problem. They need to create new stars. And they saw and they saw the chance with Satsuki. They tried it, saw it didn't work out, and took the title off her. And that's a totally right decision. I don't know if Yuri is the right decision, though. Because it's Yuri. Like, she's good. I like Yuri. But I don't know if she's like the, the saver of Ice Room, if you get it. Um, see, for me, as a very big Gun Pro fan and a very big Yuri fan, this is the right decision. <laughs> um, and obviously, like, the first defense uh, against Ami Manasse. Which is uh, Ami, 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 what's her name? Ami, Ami Kura, I think. Ami, yeah, you know. Ami, okay, uh, yeah, I don't know who it was, but it's definitely Ami Rina Amikura. Um, it, the first show is on a gun show, show um, I think at on the 11th or something like that, August 11th yeah. or August 12th. Um, I, so I obviously watched that, but I, th- I think for Yuri, you know, Yuri is someone who gets me to watch Ice Room. Yeah. It's just a matter of if she gets multiple people, like like people watch ticket uh, buy tickets. And yeah, yeah, I totally. think I think giving her the try to do it is the right decision just because Ice Room needs to try stuff. They clearly they clearly need to. And I can understand that they don't want to throw throw Ibuki under the bus and you know because the chance that everyone that 
whoever they put in the role is failing is really high mm. right now. So I can understand that they want to wait with Ibuki, but Ibuki should be champ by the end of the year because they need something from the homegrown roster. But I think Yuri, like she shouldn't win immediately. Like no. Ribbon Mania, which is in uh, in December, December, I think. Yeah, it seems true. like a good good moment, you know. The, um, the because is, Yuri, yeah. I think Yuri does have, first of all, like the skills because she got so much better this year. Yeah. Um, but also like, the charisma to to be a champion. It's um, it's a good yeah it's it's a good she has a good base for it of course. Yeah. They have. A, but they are already like setting it up really badly because they have a Kurikan Hall next month, at uh, this month actually, and they need the title match for it. Like, so Yuri is likely in the main event of the Kurikan Hall. If I mean, I would be shocked if not at least because they need something to draw because otherwise they are not drawing tickets. Yeah, won't she? So, ch- won't she be defending against Tsukina? Or probably yeah. before that, but I think that match is set up. No, they had a match before that. There was a singles match and ended in the queue. Oh, okay, and okay. it was a non-title match. I don't know okay. if Tsukina is challenging next. I could see her challenging. but I don't Tukina, think I've ever seen a singles match of her. Or like, she, she's she's pretty solid. She wasn't wave and then left wave out of nowhere. And then just, but, but the thing is just... I don't know if that's a curriculum match. Yeah. That's I think the, the obvious match to do with uh, with Yuri is Ancham, but that's yeah. definitely not a Kurikan match. No. Um, no. And then you look at guys like Makoto, who is also a freelancer. Yeah, but but she has attack build and is defending it, so that's also out of play. It's uh, they, that that's yeah, she she defends the attack build on the the Kurikan. That's the thing. They, they have like no one really, and I I don't know what they are planning to do because they need to do something for the Kurikan. Maybe they're just main eventing with tag belts, which also could be a possibility. But they need to find somewhat something to make the Kurikan interesting for them. I don't know what. Um, maybe throwing in Hamakohashi, but she's never challenging for the belt, so I don't know. They will, they will definitely find something and I will either sit here in a month and think, yeah, that was a good decision or not. Yeah. <laughs> I could see Kao Matsushita. Yeah, that would be possible. Yeah, yeah, that, that could be possible. They they really like her. So, and I think that's enough talk for, for Ice Rim. I think um, they have an, an interesting month coming up. We will definitely talk about it. So, let's just talk about the shows where you were at that we did not mention real quick, like just going over it. And I think the first one we can start with is the GCW show which you were at. They had a they had a free show free shows in and in, in in Japan. Yeah, well technically two. Technically um, the last two one with freedoms. was a Freedoms uh um produce show. Yeah. So and you were the first one, the one on the eighteenth. Yes, exactly. Yeah, talk um, quickly about it, like three to four, like like really quick. <laughs> yes, let me pull up the card real quick. Um, the thing is, uh, with GCW, not everything really worked out. Um, I think 
thought a lot of the matches could use a little bit more time, especially like the six-man uh, death match. Um, they mm -hmm. had it on because like John Wayne Murdoch and Los Macisos versus uh, Momo of Sasaki, Tomoya Hirata, and Toru Sugiura, which are just like six very very good wrestlers, and you know then they only get like nine minutes. I would would have liked to uh, to see them for like fifteen. Um, the the women's tag match was really good. Uh, it's Masha and Rina. Uh, Yamashita beating Charlie Evans and Sawyer Wreck. Um, definitely one of the better Sawyer Wreck performances I saw. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, quite a than in, than in TGPW. Well, that's not that hard. Maybe because it was people she knew and people... Yeah, I just... With I, I thought her TGPW work was atrocious. Yeah. Um, the, the GCW World Title match that had a problem. That is that this crowd didn't really care for Irie. Um And they were cheering GCW guys. So Blake Christian's heel shtick, which is really funny if you ask me, didn't work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I could see why this would be good. This the same match in America would have been so much more fun. It's the if same. If they had like three to five minutes more, this would have been like a great match in itself. The work was good. Yeah, I think I think it's the same with just Matt Cadona. Just the, the heat is not Yeah, yeah. Matt Cadona didn't work at all at, uh, on Peter Pan. It, it was terrible. This wasn't terrible. The match was better because, you know, Blake Christian has fixed his biggest problem, which was like that he's just like a charisma hole and stood for nothing. <laughs> yeah, this is... His... His heel turn came about because Dora, uh, Cora Jade, I think it was, left him <laughs> for, for Braun Breaker, and so the fans made fun of him, which nice. was maybe the best thing that could have happened to his career. Yeah, but the main event, um, Masashi Takeda beat Joey Janela in not quite 18 minutes, which is really short for a Joey Janela match. <laughs> yes, especially but... Yeah, I thought this was so, so good. Um, if you, the thing is, I've seen, um, I've seen clips of this match and the camera work didn't look good. And yeah. I also heard that, um, Brad Lauderdale was on commentary, which also would probably deter me from watching yeah. the show. He wasn't commentary with Jimmy Lloyd, but it's better that the second commentary team on the second show was um, Brad with Kikotaro. Oh, damn it. Yeah, but, you know, being there in person, this match was just so, so good. Yeah. Um, they good. absolutely killed each other. Yeah, it, it was perf a perfect main event. They just, just used the time they had perfectly. And, I mean... They broke like millions of light tubes, which was insane to see. It is amazing. Um, yeah, not as much as the uh, as Abby did, but yeah, that's true. And and I felt like that they weren't going all out, all out. I think they have an even better match in them if they want to. But I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm just just misremembering it. I think overall the show, that was the, the better of the two shows. I thought the show was really good. I was surprised. I really liked it. I don't know if it will bring me to watch TCW outside of certain yeah, matches no. of Japanese wrestlers. 
But if that's always like that in Japan, I can totally get that. I'm okay with that. So another show that you watch that I will watch later since it's just just got out was the Evolution Choshi show. Yes. How was that? I, I just watched a bit of the digits, but nothing really. Yeah, uh, you know, while we were talking, um, the show came out. Yeah. So you couldn't really watch it. And there are digests on YouTube you can watch. This was a very special show. Um, I saw I saw the digest again, so I'm not quite sure how much of the feeling uh, you had being there in person came across. Um, so it was uh, Evolution Choshi, Evo Choshi versus Sancho show. So the yeah. first match was Sunny versus Manami. And, you know, Sunny is a rookie. Manami is pretty solid. Um, but Sunny has a fan club and they went feral for her and tore, like, it was just like this perfect storm of everybody rallying behind the underdog um, that is Sunny. And she's a really good underdog, by the way. Um, for this, like, eight minutes or whatever the, the, that match was. Like everybody stood in unison behind her and screamed and she screamed her on to do her best and she did. So that was really, really fun. But it was clear that they were Sunny fans. So the next match was Mika Iwada, who is one of my personal favorites, against Chi Chi. Um, that was a bit funny because I met, like, I'm in at an evolution show um i met chi chi beforehand before the show on mm -hmm. um more or less um by accident mm -hmm. so you, you know i have to be for chi chi but iwata is one of my favorites so it took a little bit that um that you know sunny's fan club became like the chi chi fan club and then, okay, yeah, we're all in on this Chi-Chi bandwagon. Um, Iwata might just be the best bully in wrestling. Yeah, she's... She she's absolutely good. killed Chi-Chi. It was so good. Um, for me, match of the night, this was amazing. Chi um, Iwata destroyed her. Chi-Chi got her comeback in, but in the end, she didn't stand a chance, and she fell to the spinning back heel yeah um the, the thing is i i Gigi is like like the thing what i heard at least about the evolution show she chose is just that that whatever it is um Gigi and and stones and all of them have just their friends invited of course they create an atmosphere in there that's just rare to be seen in wrestling because yes most of the time you have a really quieter crowd especially with of post-pandemic, but yes, the especially Choshi shows, especially Choshi shows. Yeah, like the the TJPW shows, the the crowd is terrible. But this here, they're either like all Japan fans, um, so they're like mostly watching. There are a lot of women here, uh, on in this crowd. Yeah, um, the, the, the Kenzumi Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but also, like you know, the girlfriends of of uh, Sunny and Chichi and so on. 
um, this was a, a crowd and a feeling I never got at the nether sh at another show. This yeah, was... this... yeah. yeah, and how was the main event? Like, like the main event was Stones against Hiroshimoto, the two. Oh big man, dogs. that was yeah, that it was obviously like the main event, <laughs> but um, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was good. I I saw for that's the first time I saw uh, Hashimoto live, and I saw like how good she really is. But Sones, um, or like how the Ch uh, Japanese people pronounce her, Sones, um, is really promising. Um, she has a charisma, and she yes. obviously, um, you need an opponent like Hashimoto that she can be like an underdog, but she's a really good underdog. Yeah, um, the, the story about Sones is just she's facing all the big big rescues like like um yeah i think so, she had um Ryo mizunami and all of them so it's it works out perfectly for her and whenever i see her enjoy it, i don't know how to to compare her but she has like the charisma kind of that just makes her stand out as a as a big girl and she it's it's like the same kind of charisma that that yoda suji has in japan right now just the Baddest yeah. looking charisma. Yeah, that's, that's a good. That's a good um, comparison. Yeah, it, it's insane. Yeah, like ten minutes into their careers, all of them, and they're just really good. Yeah. Um, I I I wish I like I wish I would see them more. I know they are in. Um, so a few are... of them will be in Sancho. Um, they, they are announced for a wave show next month. Uh, this month. Yes. They, they are doing a wave versus um, Evolution Choshi show. And I think the they are doing Sakura Hirota versus um, Sunny, which is <laughs> going to be fantastic. And also, yeah. I think there's a. Uh, I think so, Zones, Zones and the Oppie teamed in Ice Ribbon on, um, on the 30th. That's awesome, yeah. Um, so there's, there's a lot of coming in, and people start to really book them. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah uh, right. On the on the wave show, um, it's Chi Chi and Kizuna will yeah. will team against Saki All Caps and Hikari Shimizu. So that will be great, I'm sure. Yeah, and then the main event is Yukimi Azaki with Stones, of course, because that's the two big girls. Um, that that's like. It's like the, the perfect matches you can have with the current wave wave for us, I guess, with with like comparisons. I, I would have done Sunny versus Kaku to be fair, but yeah. I yeah, will we'll, never will never complain of uh, Sakura Rata, to be fair. So and the Sancho uh, matches will be uh, Aniki and Zones versus the Reva Ultima Powers. Oh. And Eureka versus Chi Chi. But we'll never see that because of Senjo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's also like like sick matches. They they are working really hard. I I I enjoy them a lot, and I think yeah. they're like currently really champs in in Joshi. Yeah, but um, what other shows have you seen like? Just just talk about them real quick. Um, let's oh let's shit a bit on JTO. 
because JTO ran the ran Kirken Hall for their fourth anniversary, and JTO isn't the promotion that should run Kirken Hall. <laughs> so they have um, a few like idle dancer guys on the roster. Yeah, and they also booked Carbel Ito. And this this show was so weird, where just like I had baseball vibes because everybody was there, like having a good time talking, but nobody was watching like the wrestling. <laughs> um, and then Car- the Carpel Ito match happened, which was really fun. Um, you know, you you have to see. Car- like, there's no point in explaining Carpel Ito. You have to see him. Um, but he is the vice president of Carpel, which is a big company. So he comes out and gives out gifts and he sells t-shirts and he's very popular. I'm sure he also gave away a lot of free tickets to like company members or family and friends or whatever. So he came out, people went crazy. Then there were the, the dancer guys and the people really went crazy because they're like idols. And then there was a little intermission and all these people left. <laughs> Amazing. And, you know, after the intermission, it was really short. After the intermission, there was you versus uh, Tomoka Inaba, which was the only good match of the show. Yeah. Um, so at least that match had like a good crowd because it was finally like a pro wrestling crowd. Um. I thought the match was really good, so whenever that will drop, um, go out of the way, watch this. Don't watch the main event, it was terrible. It was so boring. Yeah, that's the thing with Rey and Ayabe for me. I think I enjoy him in Old Japan more as as a tag or cheers athlete than a singles wrestler. Um, But again, yeah, it's it's like, the thing about it is JTO tries to do the reef went this year and with with new belts and all of them all of that starting a um round robin tournament to decide the first yeah. champion it's it just the problem is it, it's like nothing they do really matters in the grand scheme so like it's it's just there at this point even yeah. though they are not doing bad or so especially like 750 in the correct and of course with with booking public people but still it's like they need something for them going and it could be the joshi division actually because they have a good joshi division yeah 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 re- i mean they have likely from the roster standpoint without the outsiders coming in who are even insaner they have like maybe the third best roster or so they have like 10 10 joshi wrestlers are just great. They, they tend to be like if you're not familiar with them they tend to be rather bland, though. Yeah. Yeah, I can Yeah, yeah. They, they're just straight up wrestlers. Like, they're yeah, not yeah. Like they're some talker students. They, 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 Misa and Sumika Yanagawa are more like like idols. But definitely, yeah. definitely uh, Atsusa, Tomaka are definitely like, like all of them are just, just, just pure wrestlers. Aoi has charisma and a different kind of charisma, but still, yes, she's she does, also but just a wrestler in the end. Like, for me, the interesting wrestler. people on this roster are 
Tomoka and Asusa, and that's about it. Yeah, that that's like. I would love to see Aoi in other places a bit more. Um, and no, Sumika, Sumika, I've never seen her before. Yes, Sumika and Misa are often ice cream. They're pretty much okay, working okay. ice cream. Yeah, I saw, I saw uh, Misa Kagura before. And obviously, like, Misa Kagura, Naoshikawa, and Rina Mikura. Was it like Kiss Me Tea Princess or something? Yeah, Kiss Me Tea Princess reunion, yeah, yeah. since so, it's yeah, that was that was fun. I mean, it's, it's it's yeah. On paper, it looks like a solid show. I will watch the Yuvis Inaba first match they had where he won the belt that came out right now, like an hour ago. So watch that. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, it's fun. Um, you were also at the YMC show, right? Yes, I was at the YMC show. Um... Which it's... is an experience. Well, there were multiple YMC shows. I was at the YMC show in Shinkiba on the let 12th. me look on the twelfth. Yes, exactly. Um, Umezaki versus Chie Koishikawa was fine. Um, I I big fan of Chie. Cherry versus Tai Honma. I'm pretty sure that was actually a win for Tai and not a draw. <laughs> But I'm not sure I understood all of that. It was pretty funny, though. Um, the tag match, uh, like the straight-up men's tag match on that show, was pretty good. Haganishino and Masa Takenashi versus Kachi Tomato and Takato Nakano. They're all good wrestlers. Um, so, you know, there's a 15-minute draw that was really good. And the main event, you know, they were all basically wearing Virgin Killers, mm-hmm. which was yeah. an experience. I quite enjoyed it. GA didn't. <laughs> it was really looking like, uh, uh, really, <laughs> really funny looking over at her. Um, I'd see like her, like, kind of disgusted um, expression. Which is also why I like Chia so much. But yeah, the main event was. Um, it's a it was YMC funny. main event. It's yeah. YMC, yes, exactly. Um, I was there because my friend sponsored the show. And I. You know, so he asked if I want to come. It was a fun. I, I'm, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah, I watched YMC here and there, but it's just, you know. Nothing. It, it's 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 tough to get it fully when you don't speak the language. Yeah, exactly. I personally, I rather watch Choco Pro. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. Yeah, we were also the Choco Pro show, right? Two of them. Exactly. That was like the the transition. Yeah, talk about them. Um, Which one? Where? Then how was it like? like yeah, I've been at. Two Choco Pro shows on the on the eleventh and on the twenty second. On the eleventh, that was the finale of season seventeen or eighteen, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the last um, the last season. Now they won't do like seasons anymore. Um, and the main event was Emi Sakura versus Masato Kanashi, which ended in a thirty minute time limit draw. Um, it was this double title match of the uh, Gotta Move Super Asia title and the 
setup title and openweight title um, of Master Takanashi. And that was a really, really good match, but it was also like the atmosphere with, you know, um, Chocopro was kind of bucket list, standing there in the window, looking uh, in from the outside. After the show, we all drank a beer together because it was so hot. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the main event was a really, really good match. Um, we're also best bros versus Chie and uh, Obi Hero, which was cool. And the main event, the main event was fun because uh, it was a three-way and main event. The opener, Chanshiro versus Antonio Honda versus Sayaka. You know, Sayaka and Chie, you don't hear it on if you watch like Chocopo. They don't hold back. <laughs> Chie's chops. This. Little woman hits so hard, um, and Sayaka's drop kicks are a thing of beauty. Um, so uh, that was a really cool show. And after the show, the little boy beside me, or at least I thought he was like a you know like a high school student, so he went inside and he was like, "Yeah, um, I was like, oh shit." He stood, like, I'm a big fan of this guy, and he stood, like, right beside me for, like, an hour, and I didn't <laughs> recognize him. So I came back um, for the 22nd, where he had a singles match with uh, with Aki. Mm -hmm. um, this time it was a bit cooler. I could sit inside. It was all a bit more enjoyable. Um, it was a really funny atmosphere, and there it was a way smaller show. And... Uh, I like the match that they had. Uh, Mune is really, really talented. Um, if you have an interest in Gumpro, look out for him. He's very, very good. Um, he debuted in December last year. Um, and the main event, um, because they have a new, two new uh, rookies, Mia Yotsuba and Nonoka Seto. And Mia and Nono Nonoka is really, really new. Mia wrestles for a few months now. Um, they are sisters, and they teamed with Emi Sakura against Chie, Mei Suruga, and Sayaka. And it was basically like the establishment versus the new guys. And Emi Sakura um, proudly presented herself as the new generation. Um, it was very, very fun. Um, but I also heard, if you like, don't have like that context, um, that match didn't really translate to the camera that well. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Mia and Nonoka are both really good, especially Mia. Um, yeah, I have Nonoka... seen some of Mia. She's she's like great, like like really good. Already. Yeah, she's she also has a side advantage to uh, to let the rest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, the thing is about is I told it earlier with Chuck Post just that sometimes I. I'm kind of over it because it's just too specific, so I get tired of the venue and all of that. But if you want to check it out, it's on it's on YouTube. You will always find it. Um, yeah, I'm sure today's show <laughs> today's show um, has to be re-uploaded because the stream didn't work out like oh. midway through the main event. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, um, but were you in any other show, or do you want to when we conclude? The podcast. I, I don't know. I... Um, 
Have you seen the actress show from the 22nd? No. I oh, okay. But yeah. Um, I thought that was really cool. Actress was a bucket list. It is like the promotion I enjoy. The Joshi promotion I enjoy most this year. Mm-hmm. And so I really like I really like the show. The the two main matches are her tournament, a unit tournament, which is going on, which is like a six man or six women tournament. Um, Tappen be, uh, beat Asako Goon. So Asako, Asako Mia is um, delusional. She had a match yesterday where she came out as the great Asako with like <laughs> a Musto face paint. Um, and she somehow she got. Kiran, Kiran is terrible, but um, Kiran and Miku Aono, who is the champion of this company, to be inside Asakogun, her faction. It is pure chaos. Um, and But they were beat by Tappen. Tappen is Asahi, um, formerly of Ice Ribbon. Let's, officially, it's alone. Let's see if she'll ever go back. Um, Misa Matsui and Naho Yamada. Tappen is a really really good trio um very exciting stuff all around and naho has like one year of ring experience she is pretty good and in the main event the royal koki natsuki and Mikawa beat beast rebellion oct uh Aktisukawa, ayano irie and chaki which was a bit spicy because chaki used to be in the royal and turned on them um this was just very hard hitting and good and in the aftermath of this they set up act versus mikuano for the Corican hall show um this august and that should be really really good um yeah overall good show very exciting um stuff very happy to see that live um yeah, actress is somehow special. I don't know. You know, you don't watch it, so. I yeah yeah yeah. I I whenever I see something of it, um, some matches or anything, I like it. But just I don't find my way to watch it fully yet. Yeah. But we will. Yeah, we will. it definitely is the best if you if we watch it like together in like our little group that usually watch it. But it's yeah. kind of actress is kind of like soul food to me. Yeah, I can understand. That's well. We, I think we talked about everything now. Or did I forget any promotion? No, I don't think so. Amazing. Yeah. Um, just just quickly quickly talking about it. Um, what what was your favorite match on the tour? That's so hard. Not gonna lie, um, because it's so so different like my favorite i have to say it's watase versus kodaka i hated that kodaka won that but no match has made me as um, emotional as that one mm-hmm. um the masker contra masker five-way steel cage match in dragon gate from kobe world was very very special and that was great actually and um I think the best match we talked about was probably Hush versus Poi. Yeah. 
yeah, I, I would I would go with that as well. Like, like it's best match we talked about is definitely in, in from in ring standpoint definitely the best thing. Um, but yeah, I mean that's kind of it for now, right? Like, yeah, um, exactly. So for next month, so then that the listeners know, the chance that that the podcast will be a week late is pretty high since I am in London for all in. But I will try at least to, to get it done pretty quick because, of course, I will miss an entire week of wrestling and just need to catch up everything. And we know how long it will take with all of them, you know. So we shall see what we will, what what the future holds. Yannick, um, please plug everything you can. Of course. Sure. So... If you're a regular listener to the Poorer Champs, you have heard Dylan on the last episode. And Dylan and I and Sondre, who was a guest here like multiple times too, <laughs> um, we as a trio are the Dramatic Dream Dragons. We are a, a podcast about uh, Dragon Gate and DDT. Um, just today, as we record this, we dropped our longest episode to date, which was chaotic in the best case or in the best sense possible um we're also on the five star network so if you find, know where to find the poor champs you know where to find the dramatic dream dragons also yes. if you are able to understand um german i was a guest on the straight wrestling podcast on cage match uh, with the wonderful flosh and morbo um, and we talked about Peter Pan. Yeah, f- fantastic review. I heard like like most of it live. I just need to watch like, the, that last part. Definitely worth to check out. Check out his stuff. And of course, check out the rest of the Five Star Network. There's a ton of stuff. All different kinds of promotion that is doing, well, pretty much everything. We, we cover like everything, I think, from... Yeah. Pretty much everything, Even... I think. We will even cover Noah. There will be a, a, yeah. a article coming out about Noah. Oh. However, okay. that happened. Yeah, I thought for a second we are getting a podcast about Noah. And it's no, Noah. no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think we have anyone that dares to do that. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> same. Yeah. But of course, check it out. It's. Of course, um, I mean, if you follow if you follow this podcast, you will know the Five Star Network. A ton of stuff going on. Thank you all again for listening. Thank you, Yannick, for being on here and sharing your well your trip with us. Um, always great to have you here. I hope you will be back down the line. I hope so. I mean, yeah, I will definitely ask you again. Me. Great, um, and I'm glad to be back. Yeah, sure, and yeah, have fun. Have a great day, you all. Have a good night, whatever time it is for you. And thank you for listening to the podcast again. Bye-bye.